Outing starts it out, maybe a three-on-one. Right side, Outing comes in with Colasar, got to do it, he scores! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Arvidsson looking for more, shooting, kick save! Grossois flexes out with the right pass. Now it's behind the goal, another try, another save, Grossois! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. From Studio 31, Darren Millard, and from the Parkway Tavern on Volunteer Road across from the M, it's Ryan Wallace. Let's get right to it. The Vegas Golden Knights facing the Seattle Kraken tonight on Fox Sports Las Vegas and TNT, a national television broadcast, which is why we can hook up with uh, my good friend Dave Gosher, who's in Seattle. This is uh, an opportunity for you to uh, to watch the Kraken and see Climate Pledge Arena in the first of 14 biggest games of the year. Yeah, Mal, a huge, my first ever trip to Seattle. I've never been here in my life until the last few days. Like, never so, had any reason to go. So, so did they Pretty roll cool. out the red carpet for you? Like, was there, like, the Dave Gosher exclusive, like, come and see this Dave, come and see that no. Dave, like all that no, kind of stuff? No, nobody cares that I'm here. Not at all. <laughs> and I, I, did, I did make a little uh, trek down to uh, towards the water today. Is a, a great, um, like, fish market here called Pike Place Fish Market. So I gave myself a self like a self-guided tour. I just wandered around aimlessly until I finally was hungry enough to sit down for lunch. So that was the extent of my day. Did you have fish? I did. I had some lovely salmon. Last night I had some chowder and some black cod. So, you know, if you went in Rome, I mean, they're known for seafood here, right? Why not? And I'm a man of the sea now, and you know that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, so, you're a deep-sea fisherman if I've ever yeah. met one. Yes, yes. I scream outdoorsman. Uh, what do you do uh, on on a day like this? How do you because you're used to working every night? Yeah, it's weird, man. To be honest with you, like, and I, I've gotten more used to it over the last five years. You know, the, in my old job doing radio, you did all the games, right? And yeah. uh, I, I don't, I don't miss anything about my old job. But it's kind of weird to go to games and not be calling. So uh, didn't do much. I, I, here, here was my day. I woke up, which was a heck of a start. That's the, you and, know what. That's always the best way to start a day. Yeah, because the alternative, not, yeah. The rest of the day is meaningless, <laughs> yeah. right? So I got a little workout in. I went and walked around Pike Place and gave myself a tour, had some lunch, came back. I took a power nap. I managed to take a shower, and now I'm going to go over to the game after I get done yapping with you. So that's been that's a heck of a day right there. I think that's a lot packed in that one day so far. Compare that to your day, Wallace. Yeah, my day's been a little hectic, but uh, nothing I can't handle. So, like, when when it comes time for the actual game and, and you're not working it, like, what, what does that look like for you in the arena? Uh, it's weird, Ryan. Yeah, I'll just go over myself, uh, our colleague Ashley Weiss. We're going to go over and just kind of, you know, I'll probably, you know, I will take some notes as the game goes on. We've got the game here on Friday. So, first off, I've never been, you know, I haven't been in this building, so I'm, I'm anxious to see it tonight. It's supposed to be all reports are. It's awesome. Um, climate pleasure arena so you know i'll watch it probably jot down a few uh detailed notes as the game goes on and with an eye towards what's going to come on friday but uh you know and i'll be interested to see here i mean as we kind of talk about the game uh you know hopefully the golden knights can build on what they've done here the last couple of games you know big comeback against chicago as you guys know they have no margin for error here i mean it's it's not really all in their hands anymore Right. I mean, it, it's in their hands to the extent that they have to win their games. And I don't know, they probably have to win nine or 10 of the final 14. But 
You know, Dallas is ahead of them with games in hand. There's other teams ahead of them with games in hand. So, but what's done is done. They can't worry about that now. It's take care of their own business, and hopefully, hopefully that's going to be enough. I, I wonder, guys. I don't know if you've looked this far down the road, but you know they've got that three game game trip um, late April in Dallas, Chicago, and St. Louis. I wonder if it's going to come down to maybe that game in Dallas, or who knows? I don't know if it's going to come down to game 82, but um, hopefully they're in you know this fight right to the right to the finish line. It's hard to think that uh, they're in the position they are in right now that one of those three games or all three of those games won't have an impact. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Mallard. You know, when I, I keep looking at that game in Dallas, right? Yeah. You know, Dallas is ahead of them right now with three games in hand. Um, you know, St. Louis is ahead of them with, with a couple of games in hand, three games in hand, too. Um, they get a little bit bigger of an edge, a five-point lead on Vegas. Um, I, I just keep, I wonder, I, I hope that, you know, that's still a, a reality for them, that, you know, they'll have a chance to still have their own fate in their own hands. Um, look, they're going to have to try to figure it out on the road. They've lost their last seven on the road. You know, they were one of the best road teams in the league a good chunk of the year. Started with that five-game trip not long ago where they, they weren't able to, to, to scrap any, any points out of it. You know, I, I worry, Mallard, about the regulation losses. Right. That's the thing I worry about. Coming out of these games with, with nothing, not even the loser point, an overtime loss, a shootout loss. But, again, they've uh, – hey, what's done is done. And they're going to just have to try to continue to take care of their own business from here. Hopefully, they're going to keep getting healthy. It looks like there's a chance they might get Braden McNabb back tonight. They get Alec Martinez back over the weekend. Uh, Robin Leonard is on the trip. Pete DeBoer said he's okay after taking that shot off the shoulder at practice yesterday. But, you know, you look at it, and they still have seven players out of their lineup, including their, their top two goaltenders. But, you know, that's kind of been the story with them all year. Dave Gosher is with us from Seattle. The Golden Knights get set to face the Kraken in the uh, Northwest for the first time in the Golden Knights uh, history. Won both games at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, when you... Um, when you look at what happened on the weekend and they come back against Chicago, so that's that's a bonus when you're down like they were and they come back. And then Seattle beats L.A. earlier this week. That's a bonus. You're getting some help. Now it's time to capitalize on those two breaks. Yeah, I agree with you, Mallard, and I think that's uh, – and for them, you know, it's funny, but when the team went on that road trip, uh, the five-game trip recently, I remember we talked about on TV, said, well, look, four of the five teams they're playing on this trip are out of the playoffs. And it turned out that didn't matter. You know, they, they lost yeah. in Philly. They lost in Buffalo. They lost in Columbus. They lost in Winnipeg. Um, so I, I think for them right now, regardless of where the opponent is, and I, I only bring it up because Seattle's had a rough year, right, as an expansion team. I, I think it doesn't really matter who the opponent is for them, whether it's a team that's in a playoff spot or out of a playoff spot. They have to focus on their own game. You know, they were able to – they were able to, to get it together with a heck of a third period against the Hawks the other day and pull it out in overtime. Um, and you just have to, you have to hope that they continue to, you know, th- that's the big question, right? Are they ever going to get to a point this season where they're going to be able to get the whole band together at the same time? I don't know. All the evidence has pointed to that not being the case, but, you know, full marks to them where they've been able to more than hang in there. You know, if, if they weren't able to rely on their depth and their leadership the way they have, uh, they'd probably be, you know, a long ways out of it by now. But they're not. You know, they're still right in the thick of it here with 14 games to go. 
Dave Gosher from Seattle as the Golden Knights get set to face the Kraken tonight on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, Dave, that, that's kind of an interesting thought because when, when you go back, you rewind to the beginning of the year and, and the expectations that were on this club from, from game one, and then you look at the injuries that they have incurred from game two on, uh, I think that, you know, the idea, the thought of missing the playoffs when you've got a, a team that's built to win right now is, is not one that sits well with anybody. But uh, by the same token, you look at where they're at and, and by virtue of, of playing without without so many players and battling through so many injuries, can you not look at it as, as maybe, you know, I don't want to say optimistic, but just the fact that they've been able to hang in as long as they have through so many injuries, it gives you an idea of the character in the room, but also the, the job Pete DeBoer has done behind the bench. Yeah, and then I think that's worth noting, Ryan. It's a real good point. And, you know, look, if, if they weren't, if they were a very well-coached team. I think they've got good depth within the organization. Um, they do have good leadership in that locker room. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you told any of us before the year, Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone will, will not – they still have yet to play 30 games between the two. You know, they've yet, yet to hit the 30-game mark. Throw Riley Smith in the mix, who's, you know, out, um, you know, for a while now. Will Carrier, you know, it wouldn't be a game unless they, they lose somebody. They lose Carrier against Chicago. Um, Pete DeBoer said it doesn't look, you know, promising for him. Nick Hayes week to week. And now you've got both goaltenders out. So, you know, one of the things I mentioned on – I think it might have been that game, uh, the blowout loss in Winnipeg. Uh, on, you know, in that road trip where they they lost, um, you know, seven to three. That I think they felt, and Pete DeBoer told us this malady the other day that they felt if they got through the first half, you know, all the injuries in the first half, all right, that we'll put that behind us, and we're still in a good spot, and we'll be able to get everyone back to the second half. Well, if anything, that hasn't happened. You know, in this most recent batch of injuries to. Patch Reddy and Stone and Smith and Haig and the goalies. Um, you know, that, that road trip, the end of that, you know, the two-game trip recently, they had three of their top defensemen were out, right, with White Cloud yeah. with COVID issues and McNabb and Martinez. So, yeah, it's been uh, a testament just to, you know, their ability to, to hang in there, to scratch out points. And I will say, look, these last two wins were good wins for them. They beat a real good Nashville team the other night at, at T-Mobile. And then to be able to fight their way back in that game against – against Chicago. I know the Hawks aren't that strong a team this year, but that being said, you know, for them to get off the mat in the third period and play the way they did was, was good to see. Now it's, you know, can they, can they keep rolling? You know, they haven't won three in a row here since, you know, early February. Can they continue to try and put points in the bank? And, and you hope when they pick their heads up here in about a month's time, that it's, it's going to be enough. And they've had chances to win three in a row. They went out on the five-game road trip on the heels of winning back-to-back games and didn't go their way. They came home, won two in a row, and then went out and uh, and weren't able to carry it forward. So uh, maybe third time is the uh, charm here as we chat with Dave Gosher. Okay, some fun stuff for you. Uh, you you're going over to Climate Pledge Arena with Ashley Weiss. Who leads, given that uh, neither one of you have been to Climate Pledge Arena? Who, who tries to figure out and sort out uh, where do we go, what do we do, how do you find the press box? Uh, do you or do you let Ashley uh, take control of that? Well, she's got an edge over me, Mallard, because she had some responsibilities this morning at the morning skate. Ooh. I did not. So I'm going to lean on her to get us where we need to go. Now, we're going to see how that goes, to be honest with you. <laughs> but and if she just starts rolling around aimlessly like I was today down at the fish market, yeah. well, then, you know, we have things we have to get to. A, we have to get to our signed uh, – in the press box here. Right. But yeah, I'm going to let her 
here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take because I'm because I'm a nice guy. I'm going to take care of the Uber from oh. the hotel to Climate Pledge, and then it's all up to her. And it, it, it's going to be a lot of pressure. We'll see how she does. So you are going to pay? Shane says you don't pay. Oh no! Yo, oh yeah! Oh, but Shane, if you haven't noticed, he doesn't really know what he's talking. No, you're right. most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So. Now, now, granted, this would be expensed in a proper fashion. It'd be Uber over, but yes, there'll be there'll be a payment with with reimbursement down the road. I mean, what, what, what do you think we're talking about? Edmonton is three points ahead of Vegas, and L.A. is five points ahead of Vegas. They're two, three in the Pacific Division. They play tonight. Who should we bandied about this uh, in the first hour? Who should we be cheering for tonight? in that game well let me ask you a question i'm gonna what do you think vegas is best i don't want to say i don't know if it's best but what route do you think they should be looking at to get in wild card or grabbing third in the pacific because if it's third in the pacific then you know they're closer to the oilers than the kings and maybe a route for the kings right does that make sense like what route's their best route well pacific yeah i I agree with you there i'm just wondering whether L.A. is more vulnerable, even though they're uh, two points uh, up on, on Edmonton. Uh, right yeah, now. I'm with you. I'm with you, Matt. And, and maybe that's the point, too. Like, if you look at their lineup, you know, we talk about the story with the Golden Knights and their injuries. L.A.'s got their butts kicked with injuries here recently. Yeah. So, yeah, you make a good point. Maybe in that, in that vein, you know, you're pulling for the Oilers, who have been on a heck of a run here lately. Um, yeah, maybe... Because I just think, I don't think the wild card, I'm not sure the wild card is the best option. I think it might be try and grab that third spot in the Pacific, um, you know, for Vegas. So, yeah, and with L.A. as beat up as they are lately, and they, you know, they get, heat, they get beat handily by Seattle the other night uh, in L.A. Yeah, I think probably tonight, all things being equal, go Oilers. I love think? it when you say uh, Mallard, good point. Uh, last one for you. Dirty Honey is a band that played the 2022 Winter Classic. And last night at a venue in New York City, Henrik Lundqvist got up with his guitar that uh, John McEnroe gave him at his Jersey retirement night, and he got up and, and jammed and played a song with, uh, with Dirty Honey. Dave Gosher from uh, the, the beautiful band uh, Double Minor, if you could jam, go up and play, with, play one song with one band, who would that band be? Oh, man. Uh, well, for me... I, I'm hoping it's Kiss. Just because I want to see you in more makeup, but I but thought you were going to make me pick like a Canadian band, like Rush or Triumph. Or well, Blue Rodeo would be good. Blue Rodeo. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You know me, Mallet. I'm a big Springsteen guy. If yeah. you jump up and jam with the E Street Band. Um, that would be that would be at the top of the list for me. Like I, I just think what what I'll give you a quick little funny story about uh, eight nine years ago. My buddy and I were on a trip to see uh, Springsteen play in Ireland, which was just phenomenal and we were in belfast and we, we knew somebody that was able to get us up on the stage before the show just to do a quick little tour and there were probably no way i don't know six seven thousand people already outside in the pit and just to kind of stand on that stage before with nothing going on and look out i was like this is this is unbelievable and then you know two hours later there's forty thousand people there so yeah that was uh that would be me if if um I could just stand up there and strum three chords and uh, hang out with the E Street Band. That would be phenomenal. If you could set that up, 
Yeah. That would be even better. <laughs> well, why didn't you let me know that you were doing that? Because I, I, I would have got you to just uh, stay on stage. And like, I didn't know you back then. That's the problem. Well, that's a terrible excuse. Timing is everything in life. Yes. This was like in 2013. You were still stumbling around doing whatever you did in Canada. <laughs> did, the, did the Irish folks start chanting, Dave, Dave, Dave? I'm going to tell you this is a true story. You're going to think I'm making it up. Well, the only there were two guys that we had had a couple of beverages with at the Temple Bar area yeah, in yeah. Dublin, like a couple of days before, and now they're at the concert. And they see me and my buddy and a couple other guys up there, and they saw us on the stage. And the guy starts yelling, "Hey, Dave! Hey, Dave!" And I'm like, "What? I'm not putting two and two. Well, who the hell? Who knows who I am? Nobody knows who I am anywhere." So yeah, these two guys who we had a maybe a cocktail or two or three or more with in Dublin. They looked up and they're like, well, those are the idiots we were drinking with two days ago. How the heck did they get up on the stage? I think they were more heckling us than anything well, else. Or they're That's thinking, I read. did you know they were that famous? That's what they were saying to each other. Yeah, we should have been a like, nice, lot nicer to them. Well, and the funny part was one of the guys, not to go too far down the lane with this, but this is right you listened to the show before? What's that? Have you listened to this show before? Yeah, you're I know. Not, you're not even the close. Commercial break's coming up at six. I know. So, um, we the the Bruins had just lost to the Hawks in the Cup final a month before, and the guys we were drinking with were huge Chicago Blackhawks fans. So we had run through kind of this whole the whole final series, and here we are two days later, and they were saw us morons up on stage, and I'm sure they're wondering how in the world did those guys? I think they figured we probably snuck up there. Which which uh, was not the case, but yeah, that was my as close as I would ever be to like seeing what they would kind of be looking at from a stage like that. It's pretty cool. That is very very cool. Uh, have a great time tonight. Enjoy it, and uh, can't wait to be back on the air with you on Friday. Thanks for doing this, buddy. All right, bud. Anything for you? We'll talk to you soon. You're just making that up. You say that to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I say that with my fingers crossed. Like that, it's kind of a, you don't really mean it. Like the force field's on. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's Dave Kosher, play-by-play voice of the Vegas Golden Knights on AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, he will be on the air with his buddy Shane Natty on Friday night, and then the game against the Vancouver Canucks on Sunday. Tonight is the last national game where we won't be working. So. Oh. Uh, that's that's great. Some people would say, hey, it's kind of nice that you get to sit back and, and watch. You get a night off. I'm like, no, I love my job. I, I really do. There's been points in my career where I would have taken a night off. Like, uh, I, I won't uh, lie to you on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I love my job uh, here in Vegas and, and what we do on the television side. Uh, what uh, what band would you like to get up and jam with? Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, all time, probably Pink Floyd. Like I would, I would love to get on stage. I would love to have that opportunity uh, to just kind of get lost in uh, in a jam, and and kind of view the musicianship that's happening in that moment with uh, with those guys on stage. Uh, so it, if it were if it were up to me and I could get everything worked out the way that I'd love it to, uh, it would be it would be Pink Floyd for sure. Now, I'm going to go with Garth Brooks. Chapman, oh. where would you go? <laughs> well, Garth I'm, Brooks, huh? Well, just because he just dominates yeah. the the rank, yeah. it'd be so I much get it. fun. And I know, I, I don't know what the I know the words to every song, so I wouldn't have to put a lot of extra work in. <laughs> That's also a big part of me. Yeah, is yeah. I get the it. little uh, as little amount of extra work I'd have to do. Tracks. I'm a big Pink Floyd fan too, but I would go with the Who. I think Pete Townsend is is just an incredible player. So I'd love to. 
with him. You know, uh, like you, you two guys. You know, they like there's been new bands. No, for I, a long I, time. I, I understand. I, I know, that, but, I know, but, but like Eddie Van Halen's another guy. I mean, unfortunately, no longer with us anymore. Yeah, but yeah, he's absolutely amazing. Well, here's uh, the thing, Chapman. You know, Rush, Chapman. Rush is really good. Like, what, are, what are you guys Chapman. like? Listen, honestly. Listen. Darren, we're old souls, number one. I mean, I'm an old soul for and sure. You mentioned Garth um, Brooks. It's not yeah, like yeah, he yeah. just just yeah. still like, selling out rinks. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the <laughs> rinks. Thing, what is he? Like, what is he? A hockey player now? Yeah, he's no, he's only rinks? he's only, Chapman. He's he's only playing in barns. Yeah. Um, listen, here's the deal. Um, my all-time favorite band in the whole world is Pink Floyd. I, I absolutely love David Gilmour. I love his guitar work. I think that there are a few guitar players in the world that can make one or two notes emote the way that he can so i've always 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 gravitated toward his guitar playing and as somebody that plays myself i i i would love to find uh the ability to do that and i don't have it when i get nervous or when i have hard moments with the guitar i just speed everything up so in in that respect it would be David Gilmore. If you're forcing me, Darren, because you like to make the rules and kind of push back on things, if you're forcing me to pick something contemporary, like something that's out right now touring as we speak, like within I, I the would, last thirty years. I, yeah. I mean, I would go. I would go John Mayer, and, and I would go John Mayer because the guitar work is phenomenal, and I think he's one of the best musicians out there right now. Let us know uh, what you think. Uh, tweet us. Uh, who would you like to jam with? If you could go up there and jam for for one song, uh, Henrik Lundqvist did it with "Dirty Honey." last night in New York City. It was, and I love the fact that he played the, the guitar that he got gifted uh, on his uh, Jersey retirement night. Normally that, that just goes in the case and you never see it anymore. He's got his uh, favorite uh, mm-hmm. guitars uh, yeah. up there, but uh, that, that was pretty cool. So why didn't you go with Kiss? Uh, well, there are two. Uh, one, uh, I, can't, I can't walk in those boots. And we know you've already worn the boots, Come so, on. so we could yeah, we can. could probably verify that, right? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've done I've done kiss. Uh, I've dressed up. I've done the whole nine yards. And but uh, but the boots uh, the boots are tough uh, it, it, with with my hip. And the other one is uh, I, I know Gar- more Garth. And uh, and the makeup's messy at the end. I've, I've done that uh, uh, so much. Uh, I, I was a kiss fanatic and still am. Uh, how many t- how many times fanatic. have you worn full kiss makeup? Probably five times. What over the course of my life? And you know what? I've only ever been one one character. Wait, spaceman. What are the other? What are the other four times? Uh, Halloween. It's always they've all they've Halloween. all been Halloween. Yeah, yeah Halloween. I'm very, not. Uh, I'm not very creative when it comes to that. that you find kind of something stuff. that might work for you, and, and then I ride it, run it I, into the ground. Okay, got just it. Just like my comedy and my yep. analysis, yep. I drill it down. Uh, that was fun uh, chatting with Dave Gosher uh, today. <laughs> Uh, Edmonton, L.A. I, I'm with them on the L.A. Kings. They just seem to be a more vulnerable team. Uh, keep that in mind as you keep uh, one eye on the L.A. Kings game tonight against the Edmonton Oilers and the other one firmly on uh, TNT as uh, we watch the Seattle Kraken against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, key points to start off tonight. What are you looking for that gives you the indication this is going to be okay uh, and, and Vegas is going to snap that road woe? score first yeah that's it there's there's nothing else on the road yeah just score first uh jack i'm waiting for jack to just do his thing he was uh he he took charge of that game he was so all like involved uh as as great as kane and debrinkit and strome were uh throughout the game against chicago on saturday jack in that third period took it to a whole new level jack is the man and 
Uh, I don't. It's funny. I, you, you hope that you get the the Nashville type, uh, the laugher, the the one that you can enjoy, uh, stress free, uh, as opposed to the Chicago game. But uh, now it doesn't matter. Just uh, win is is great uh, process uh, aside. But it'd be great if they could get that performance, Logan Thompson, uh, and and uh, everything that uh, goes down. But uh, Dave mentioned Seattle beat uh, L.A. earlier this week, and that's the thing. Like you got that break, Seattle beating uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. You got the break in the comeback. Don't let those go for naught. Capitalize on those breaks and run it and win that third game in a row. And maybe this is the break in the seal and you and you burst through it uh, with Braden McNabb, Alec Martinez, Ben Hutton, and Zach Whitecloud all returning to the fold in the last couple of weeks. And they've got six solid NHL defensemen. The only guy that uh, remains out is Nick Hag. When we continue, it's one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League and a little bit more on Vegas and Seattle on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. This is my favorite segment. One-timers presented by Paul Powell. Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. We get to go a whole bunch of different directions. And I'm going to start with something that's little left field. So we're starting to get into the stage where teams are being eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoff contention. Uh-huh. Uh, Arizona, Montreal both bounced from the possibility of qualifying for the 16-team field this week. You know how teams, when they clinch their berth, they get like the check mark or the X, and yeah. then you get a Y or for a division title or it goes down, but whatever. I can't remember yep. what they do for, for first overall. Usually a, usually a Y for a division champion, and then I think a P for the President's Trophy winner, and oh. then a Z for conference or something. Nice. Uh, hey, you're well welcome. Done. Yeah. I, I think that there should be something for teams that, that are eliminated. Okay. And it's the, 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 the letter of shame. And Arizona and Montreal would have that beside them in the standings okay. right now. All right. Why, 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 do they, why do they not get to wear that? Here we are uh, with, with a month ago. They should have to have that hanging around their logo. What is it, just an E for eliminated? Maybe. You, you don't even know what letter you want it to be? I don't know. B so you're for advocating bounce? for something, and you don't you don't like have a definitive. I just, it should be it should be acknowledged in the standings. Okay. For B for bounced, uh, pick it, pick it. I'm not going to get mean. I mean, I've, I've already been mean enough by I saying mean, they, they, I would they, just they say should eliminated. have to wear it. I would just uh, say eliminated. Yeah. E E E. Yeah. No, e something uh, something like that. But it sh- it should be acknowledged in the standings. Uh huh. That Montreal, Arizona, okay. and then uh, like Seattle's. Seattle's there. Mm-hmm. They, they, they could be. Well, Seattle, Ottawa will be the, the next couple of teams. Darren uh, to be eliminated. Yep. Um, I, I get. I get what you're trying to say here. I, I do. Um, but I don't think that there's any letter you can place beside the Montreal Canadiens um, or the Arizona Coyotes that would embarrass them more than a minus 81 goal differential yeah. for Montreal and a minus 72 goal differential. For Arizona, you're out of playoff contention, but that that takes up too much room 
in the uh, in the old. I think the minus eighty one and the minus seventy two gives you an idea they're out of playoff contention. How many, how many people really look at that uh, kind of thing? Hey, the Boston Bruins, uh, Taylor Hall, <laughs> fine five grand for roughing. That's the maximum uh, for actions against uh, Maple Leafs defenseman Ilya Lebushkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, coming down and Tanner Janot fine again. I think he's been fine a couple of times this year. Yeah, the great rookie with the Nashville Predators. 2,000 for kneeing. It's funny. 5,000 and 2,000. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see much difference between those uh, two, uh, but that was the uh, maximum uh, because he was fined for hitting Brady Kachuk. So a couple of uh, financial penalties going out there. Goligoski gets a two-year contract with the Minnesota Wild as they lock up a couple of players. Uh, he's done a nice job there. Really nice job there and gets the two-year deal. We talked last night that the Toronto Maple Leafs were facing the Boston Bruins. Ended up winning that game against mm-hmm. Boston to get closer in the standings, but they lost Peter Mrazek in the game. Yep. Uh, they won it 6-4. It was a little dicey, but now the Toronto Maple Leafs are once again without their two top goaltenders. This time, it's they're both out with injury. They've like Mrazek's been out for a while. Yeah. But Jack Campbell was playing, and then Campbell went out. Mrazek was playing, but then Mrazek was he was also out because he wasn't playing very well. Uh, but now they're both just not available uh, yeah. at this point. Uh, Eric uh, Schalgren uh, yeah. entered in relief, and so they're they're it's uh, it's not a great situation uh, for them. <laughs> uh, no, no, it isn't. But um, you know, again, I, I think that. There's enough there for the Toronto Maple Leafs to, to overcome it, and I think Jack Campbell is, is getting closer to a return um, from from his injury. So, yep. uh, you know, you, you just you kind of need Shalgren, who you turn to when Mrazek couldn't save a beach ball, uh, to kind of right the ship. So you're just I think you're hopeful that he could do it again until you get your de facto number one in Jack Campbell back into the fold. They also have uh, the great young American, Wool, who's played a couple of games this year for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll see whether or not he uh, gets some time for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Zach Wierenski will miss the next two games for the Columbus Blue Jackets with an upper body injury. That's not going to uh, affect the Stanley Cup playoffs in that regard. Uh, Ryan Strom missed his second game because of a lower body injury for the New York Rangers. Uh, What else do do we have here? Jason Zucker, uh, good Vegas uh, tie in there uh, it looks like he's going to come back he's been out for a while i think he got hurt or had the surgery uh on his uh core muscle right after the game here in vegas hmm. uh, and he was uh, he was great in in that one but uh, looks like he's going to be back so they're getting a little bit better uh, a little bit uh more bodies uh, available for the pittsburgh penguins uh played contender pretender on the chirp podcast this week Ooh. with John Shannon. And we, we left out the obvious ones like Calgary, Colorado, or uh, Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, left them because they're, they're, they're obvious uh, contenders uh, in and all in uh, for, the, for the Stanley Cup playoffs. It was a really difficult challenge because there's some teams like the Rangers and Pittsburgh where they're really close together and one was was a contender one was a pretender uh-huh and it was the team that was lower in the standings 
that was sort of the contender. So you you have Pittsburgh as the contender and the Rangers as the pretender. Yeah. 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 I I don't disagree with that, and the reason I don't disagree with that is um, the Pittsburgh Penguins are more than just their goaltending. And I, I, you, you've heard their me talk about been really good, and and their goalie's been really good. But they've got so much, so much more that's battle tested in the playoffs. If if Igor Shosturkin is not great to elite for the Rangers in the playoffs, or he is not healthy, and you have to turn to Alexander Georgiev, uh, just call it there for the New York Rangers. Nobody gives Georgiev any love. How well, about this one? Wild card madness. There's two okay. wild card teams in the East, two wild card teams in the West, as uh, of right now. Yeah. And, well, actually, there'll be two wild card teams for the length, but uh, the, 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 the four teams that are in those positions right now. Okay. Boston, Washington in the East, uh-huh. and in the West, St. Louis, Dallas. Who would you pick to have a better chance of going the furthest? Don't. Don't look at matchup. Just look at the team. Boston or Washington? Uh, Boston. I go Washington. Uh, no, no right or wrong there. No right or wrong. Don't uh, don't start a fight. St. Louis. No, no, no. Did, did Saint you look Louis at the matchups? No, no, I'm not looking at okay. matchups. Okay. Uh, St. Louis, Dallas. St. Louis or Dallas? Um, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say St. Louis. Um, I'm with you because I, I can't help but look at the matchups, and you know, as Daryl Sutter has reminded us multiple times, you're wasting your time against Colorado in the first round. I don't know what the injury is for Nathan McKinnon. I don't know how long he's going to be out. <laughs> nobody's nobody's told me. But well, I don't I, mean, I don't, they, I don't know that anyone's lining up to volunteer that information to you, Darren. Yeah, they. Uh, I know a couple of people in that organization. Went to high school with one of them. Oh. Uh, we don't necessarily usually talk about that stuff <laughs> because we keep it professional. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're usually reliving our youth. For sure. When, when, yeah. when we talk. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis has had a really good season for a team that's in a wild card spot, which gives you real appreciation for what Nashville's been able to do this year. And and I like I like both St. Louis and Dallas more than I like Nashville. Makes no sense. Well, I mean what what it what it means, Darren, is that the St. Louis Blues have two games in hand on the Nashville Predators and they're just one point behind. So I think when all is said and done, Nashville will be in a wild card spot and St. Louis will rightfully be in the top 2 or 3. In the division, uh, Minnesota Wild acquired Mark Andre Fleury at the deadline. Mm-hmm. It was floated out there that uh, maybe Washington was involved. Yep, Washington was involved. Okay, Mark Andre said no. <laughs> Just didn't, didn't sit with them. I mean, you don't you don't eliminate a team for as many times as Mark Andre did, and then go back and try to help him win a Stanley Cup. Like I. I can I think understand. It's pretty cool that he said that. Like it just didn't feel right. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I don't think you have those battles for as many years as you did, and you can just kind of turn the page there. Like, I don't know. And like, not only that, but the the Washington Capitals ruined what you what would have been your your 
your coup de gras, like your 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 de facto brilliant moment in bringing an expansion team and delivering them a Stanley Cup. Like, I get it. There's a lot of difficult moments there, I think, for Marc-Andre Fleury if he were to go to the Washington Capitals. That's impressive. Just didn't feel right. Yeah. And now they're the hottest team in the NHL. Yeah. Getting yeah. it done. Look at that. They will finish, uh, should finish second in the Central Division. Yeah. Those are your one-timers presented by Paul Powell. Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Catching up with Chapman next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Great McNabb and Robin Leonard removed from IR. Doesn't mean that both are guaranteed to be in, but we expect Braden McNabb to play tonight uh, and uh, return to the lineup. And Robin Leonard, that probably means he's at the very least backing up uh, this evening. Christopher. Hi, Darren. Uh, so interesting conversation we had following the, the Dave Gosher. And, and uh, you know, I was thinking modern bands or newer bands that that I, I would like to. And, and I was thinking I racked my brain. It's kind of ironic that the guys are in Seattle because I think Pearl Jam is probably on my list of, of bands because, A, they're they're probably the most successful of all the grunge bands that have come out of Seattle in, in you know, the, the mid-90s. Completely changed my life musically, what? That, that whole grunge movement. I, I was listening to, to, you know, a lot of heavy metal and, and hair bands, and then all of a sudden I discovered Nirvana, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is... The most amazing thing I've ever heard in 13-year-old. Was Poison a grunge band? Wait, no. hold on, hold on. Are you, are you arguing that Pearl Jam was more influential no, in the grunge no, no. scene I, than Nirvana? I'm not saying more influential. I'm saying more successful. I, from, because of longevity? Well, like, yeah. Well, that, yeah. that obviously yeah. plays well, a role. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, would, I would disagree with that. I think Nirvana is the most successful grunge band. I'd say they are the most influential grunge band there's no grunge without nirvana right? no like, no we all I, can agree with that. I, i'm kind of i know what chapman's saying here and i, I think i'll go with him on that one yeah, yeah i mean i, I mean and look I just, there, I, I there were a lot of other really good Soundgarden, alice in chains just that whole movement but seattle is is kind of known for for music even going back before then because heart who was a great band in the 70s and early 80s they're from seattle and wilson of course is is their lead singer and jimmy hendrix is also from seattle so I didn't know that. Seattle music scene has uh, has been around a long time, even before Seattle was was a major player in the world of sports. The the music scene goes back a long time there. Hmm. Who can you name more songs from, Nirvana or Pearl Jam? I'd say Pearl Jam, probably because there's 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 a uh, more to choose from. Yeah, like I remember. Doesn't mean like just because there's more. It's just what would you be familiar with? Off the top of your head, can, I mean, can like, go ten deep. I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm not the right person to ask. I don't like grunge. Like, like, I, I'm, like not, I'm not a big grunge guy. I just how can you? Okay, you can't. How like, could I? How could I push back? Because yeah. Nirvana, Nirvana started grunge. Like, I, I don't really know how how you would expect me not to push back on it. Like, I'm not the biggest Nirvana fan. I'm not the biggest grunge fan. But I, I would, I would argue vehemently that Nirvana is the more successful and more influential grunge band between them and Pearl Jam. I just would. 
I don't it's know. Just, I, I, it's just not my cup of tea musically. You know what I've learned this week that, uh, that I've really been able to dial in? Is Chapman doesn't really prepare anything for catching up with Chapman. <laughs> well, well, he, just, <laughs> he just leans on stuff that we've talked well, that about you, you, throughout you, the show, and then he circles back to it. But That's, you gave me a hard time once. You said, you know, sometimes you could talk about something that circle back to something that we talked about in the show. So This is true. I was there for that conversation. Yeah, but but this has been a fairly constant thing that there's nothing new coming out other well, than your, your World Cup of Soccer one. Well, no, I, I was going to... I, I mean, was prepared. Until, until the, uh, the, the the discussion with Gosher, I was going to talk about Bruce Willis stepping away yeah. from, from the world of acting today. Uh, did you guys see the, the World Cup qualifier this week where they were in penalties? Yes, I was and, watching and it live. The, the, the fans uh, were pointing, the home stadium fans were pointing laser pointers mm. uh, at the player who was taking the penalty kick. And not surprisingly, uh, the player missed the yeah. net entirely. That player was Mo Salah, widely regarded as one of the top two or three players on the and, planet. And and it's totally like rubber the green home field advantage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, well, they, he, they'd let you do that. He that literally looks crazy. like the Incredible Hulk. He the, was so, His face was so green. The laser pointers are more successful than that guy. Yeah, well, they were they were yesterday, that's for sure. Like you would get tossed out of a rink doing that. Yeah, well, is that is that within the rules, Chapman? No, no, it's it's a, it, it's they're banned, and the referee did a poor job. He should have because if you watch the game, the entire game, the Egypt players were being hit with the laser pointers in their faces every time they touched the ball. I would have gone down, just flopped. The, oh, the, I got hit by yeah, that laser. The pointer. ref should have stopped the game and and refused to continue until they were they were taken care of. Wild. Uh, Vegas, Seattle, round three tonight on Fox Sports Las Vegas. The pregame show is coming up next with Ryan Wallace.